This is Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we are talking about social media. You sounded like you were trying not to crack up when you were started to read the intro to the podcast. <laughs> I was trying not to crack up because I noticed that I was just sitting there waiting for something to happen, and then I realized that I was the <laughs> thing that was supposed to happen. <laughs> I didn't notice. Was there an extra long time? There, there was a. There was a few seconds longer than normal. So, <laughs> oh, if funny. the if the intro. It sounds a little odd. Um, that's why. <laughs> that's funny. Well, the funny thing was, I was trying not to crack up because I thought of something funny just as you started oh. talking. I thought uh-huh. of, I was thinking about our conversation before we started recording where I cracked you up about oh, my yeah. makeup mirror, right? And <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we don't need to talk about what it was, but, but so I was trying not to crack up too. Oh. And then you, yeah, yeah. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I almost started laughing because um, uh, on one of our recent episodes, I did the same thing where I just sat there and waited oh, yeah. for it to start, and then <laughs> nothing happened. <laughs> I remember, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, well, well, maybe we it, we ended up re-recording the beginning um because it was so ludicrous um but maybe we'll have to do an outtakes episode or clip or something and and share that with people because yeah. it was pretty funny <laughs> i don't think we can do an outtakes episode though because i don't think we edit it very much do we, <laughs> we it's so true <laughs> we don't we, everything's an intake <laughs> but, uh, but maybe we could do that that funny clip with you laughing so hard after the long pause we could just clip yeah. that and put it in the show notes or something <laughs> yeah It'd be pretty entertaining. At least, I mean, at I least to us. I think it's funny, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then my husband confessed the other day because he, we were at the beach over um, the long Labor Day weekend, and he—it's it, sort of complicated, but we drove there separately, and and so he was driving there by himself, and he listened to our podcast on his two-hour drive, Aww. and I know not the whole time, but he did listen to I think one or two episodes and and I was teasing him about it a little bit and he's like well it's your laugh I like hearing you laugh <laughs> is that sweet that's very sweet and why in the world would you tease him anybody about listening to our podcast <laughs> well because it was like you know you're coming to spend a long weekend with me oh, um, I see. it was know, the you're going to hear me you're going to hear me talk a lot <laughs> yeah, right, right. I, I can't believe you chose to listen to me talk when we were apart ah oh, you but guys are newlyweds and all yeah yeah it didn't even occur to me that that was what you were going after that's so funny <laughs> i figured he was sure. listening to it for the incredible information not just to hear your voice well actually he does that too 
um, and and routinely will text me with um, how he's taken our suggestions and acted upon them. Oh, I wish he, all our listeners did that. I know it's really it's <laughs> it's makes me so happy. He, he listened to the tolerations episode and then uh, texted to tell me that he ordered these, um, you know, the little plastic. They're like little buttons, sort of, that go on your seatbelt to keep the mm. the tab, you know, that for your seatbelt that goes into the other thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it keeps it from sliding all the way to the bottom of the seatbelt where it comes out of the floor. I can picture. So there's like a little talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I didn't realize this, but the um, the tab had broken off on the driver's side on the car that he drives most of the time, and and years ago, and it's always bothered him. And he's never done anything about it. And he listened to that episode. And while he was listening to it, he ordered them on Amazon. And I, he's like, you can only buy like 12 at a time. And they cost like a dollar. But he did it. And then he installed it as soon as they came. And he was very happy. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. So um, we, but we love hearing those stories. Absolutely. Hint, hint yeah. listeners. Yeah. <laughs> anybody else have a story like that feel free to share it yeah um, well but what we're talking media. about today is social right. media. <laughs> social media right yeah well i mean you know if it's if it doesn't um if it doesn't sort of uh fire up any perfectionistic tendencies you could share it with us on social media <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. Is we were going to talk today about how uh, sometimes social media can, in fact, trigger those perfectionistic tendencies, right? Yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people deal with that. And there's there's even um, been a fair amount of research done on how uh, people, social media, there's plenty of ways in which social media helps you actually feel more connected to people but there are lots of ways that um, you can feel perfectionistic whether it's by um, seeing how other people are portraying their lives and I use those words very purposefully (laughs) or feeling like you're not doing social media right right um yeah, I mean, there's so much good about social media, in my opinion. Like, there's, I enjoy, well, I m- mostly enjoy Facebook of all the different social media. That's my favorite. But I love the interaction, mm-hmm. and I love how it's got, it allows me to be acquainted with people from my childhood and so forth. Um, makes high school readings a lot, a lot more fun. But I, yeah. uh, I, and I love, love the cat videos and stuff. But, uh, or goat, goat videos. I mean, there's so many animal videos right. on Facebook that I love so much. But I also don't like some of the feelings that I get sometimes when I'm um, yeah. taking in social media. For me in particular, it's, it's Instagram. I don't even pay attention to Pinterest. Um, I use it for, like, curating pictures of short haircuts to take to my right. hair cutter. <laughs> That's about it. But, yeah. but Instagram in particular, it's the, the pictures of beautifully organized homes in particular that get me. And um, and it's not because I feel um, 
um, what's the word, inadequate, uh, mm-hmm. because I, I'm over all that. But it's, I feel like it's presenting uh, um, to consumers uh, potential clients of professional organizers or just people who want to be organized on their own uh, an, uh, an impossible and in, um, um, unrealistic portrayal of what organized looks like right and it makes me crazy yeah well and it's it's setting up this standard and it's really insidious because you know that's been around for some time in the form of magazines or commercials or something like that but you weren't inundated with those in the same way that if you're spending time on social media, you are on social media. Right. And there's a way in which social media, particularly the people who are um, really adept at it, make you feel as if this is their actual life all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not and it's very curated and it's very staged and it's very um uh you know i'm sure there are some people that live in houses that look like they're straight out of you know pinterest all the time but Mm -hmm. i think for most people even people who are you know naturally organized and and love beautiful things or you know whatever is prompts them to keep like that it doesn't always look like that Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's an interesting, it's an interesting, what, dichotomy to me, the good and the, the, I mean, it's definitely double-edged sword. That's it. Yes. Social media for me. And for me, the good outweighs the, the good feelings outweigh the bad feelings for me. But it's all, you know, all that it has to do with who you're following and what shows up in your feeds and so forth. Um, but, uh, I hate to think that it triggers feel, uh, feelings of inadequacy among people who feel they aren't perfect enough um, when they see these perfect lives that are portrayed, as you say, in the various social media channels. I mean, it's one thing yeah. when it's a celebrity. You know, like, yeah, okay, I'll believe that some movie star with a bazillion dollars lives like this and not feel Because they have a team that right. <laughs> keeps their right. home and them looking like that. <laughs> right. But the social media, in, people are making their living influencing, trying to influence me in social media who are, I think, perhaps um, giving an unrealistic view of their lives. <laughs> the ones Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's... It, it's easy to to get caught up in that. Well, like, if they can do it, I should be able to do it. Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people, and particularly if you, you know, like we talked about in the last episode, if you have this tendency towards perfectionism, and it and it um, tends to impact your feelings of self worth that um, that becomes something that you strive for. Like you, you create your, well, it's, I'm jumbling at my words so badly right now. But the, the, ultimately what I'm trying to say is that you're comparing your insides to someone else's outsides. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're, all, we're all a complicated um, 
collection of feelings and experiences and, and everything. And you're comparing that to this curated image, you know, just which is just a capturing a moment in time. And there's no way to compare those two things. Right. Not realistically. Right. Yeah, if we can let go of those feelings, it would be nice. Uh, or, you know, adjust our feeds in such a way that we're not bombarded by those th- things that make us feel that way. Th- not that it's that much in our control, um, but in a way it is. Yeah, there's, a, there's actually quite a bit you can do. You can um, unfollow people on Facebook, which doesn't mean that you have to unfriend them or block them, but you can just unfollow them so their posts don't come up in your feed. So, you know, if you have some some people friends or family in your life that you you feel like you want to remain connected to through facebook or that you would feel bad if you unfollowed them or something i mean uh uh, unfriended them then take them out of your feed curate your feed so that it helps you feel good right make sure you have lots of cat and goat videos Right, that's the key to happiness. Yeah. <laughs> and interspecies videos. Oh, that's I know. <laughs> Every time I see an interspecies video, I want to send it to you, and then usually I see that you already have posted it. <laughs> right, because I just <laughs> love that so much. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, right. I'm with you. I mean, that's a nice, I think that's a great suggestion, is if, if, if you have those icky feelings... Um, when you're looking at your social media feed, think about how you can remove those things that are making you feel icky. Yeah. It's, it's pretty And it, I've also noticed that the things that get me are the ads really on Facebook. I'm like, ah, these people know how to say, like to hit my buttons and make mm. me think I need that thing. Oh, I know. <laughs> and, um, and you can even curate that. You can, there are settings in Facebook um, and Instagram's owned by Facebook, so you can do it there too. And I don't—I mean, I—I I don't think there's the, the same sorts of issues on Insta or on Twitter. Um, but you can refine the kinds of ads you're shown. Mm-hmm. And you can do that also by—I um, think by cl- clicking on the little triangle on ads, the little drop-down yes. triangle to say, "Don't show me ads like this." Right. Um, yeah. Well, and you know, the other way that social media gets me down is as an entrepreneur thinking I need to be better at doing social media. I mean, I've been feeling that way for since 2008 when I started trying to be good at social media mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, <laughs> trying being the operative word because um, yeah. it, it's such a moving target anyway. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, but um, the, uh, the, the idea that um, there's a right way to do it or a perfect way to do yeah. it is um, at least not attainable as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, I, I, obviously there are, um, particularly if you're using it for business, there are more effective ways to get your message to the people who want to see it um, and less effective ways. And that doesn't mean there's a right and a wrong way to do it. Right. And it feels like the ways are always changing. 
Yeah. So, so, well, so, so I stopped. And they are because, uh, you know, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and, you know, now that it's not just a straight chronological feed that's coming up and everything's an algorithm, they're always changing the algorithm because they find out that people have figured out how to hack the algorithm so yeah. that they show up more. And so then they try to, you know, it's like there's this whole push-pull thing going on of, you know, people who want to get their message in front of more people trying to figure out, oh, look, now if we do video, we get in front of mm -hmm. people more. And then Facebook is like, oh, people are gaming the system. <laughs> we need to change this. And, you know, it's this whole thing. And and I, and actually, I think the key word there is game. It's a game. <laughs> and um, figuring out how to play the game in a way that makes you happy is the key. Right, figuring out to play the the game in a way that's fun would be nice. Yeah. It'd be nice if it were a fun game. Well, and, you know, not to oh, make everything about... I, I sort of feel like you when you first started doing yoga, because I'm going to tell a story about cartooning right now. <laughs> Excellent. Let's let cartooning <laughs> replace yoga. <laughs> My yoga. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the teacher encouraged us at the very beginning that you can't... Um, and I can't remember, I might have shared this already, but you can't um, post the pictures of your work directly into the forum where the class is taught. Um, you can only post a link because, you know, there's 30 people posting multiple pictures a day. The, the, the bandwidth that you'd need would be unwieldy very quickly. Mm -hmm. So you can only post a link. And there are ways you can do it where you keep it private, um, but they encourage you to post on your social media, um, whatever social media you use, um, and that you do it publicly, um, which is, you know, for me, it was, I wouldn't say it was terrifying, but it was definitely seemed to be terrifying for a lot of people. It was a little bit like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, I, it was more, um, I don't want to subject people to this every day. Um, in addition to wanting to, you know, make the other posts that I'm regularly making on social media, it just felt like too much. And then I ultimately I decided, well, I'm going to use social media in the way that supports me and this. I, and so I want to do it this way. And if people don't like it, they can unfollow me or unfriend me or what, you know, I'll let people manage their own issues. Mm, I won't try to protect them. Well, and in fact, it looks like you've gotten lots of support supportive comments oh my and stuff yeah it's they're the things i'm posting from the cartooning class are garnering like way more com comments than a lot of things i post so uh -huh. and it's nice i mean it is it's really great because it's in trying to build this practice and this habit of doing this every day i have to say it is it's very helpful to get um good feedback Sure, positive reinforcement. I think that's yep. that's terrific. Well, and I can imagine it felt it made it would feel make me feel vulnerable to post something at the very very beginning of the learning curve. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that is a big ask. Um, and, yeah. and I think it's great that you're doing it because it allows me. You know, speaking personally, I love watching the progression, and it's only been a couple of weeks. <laughs> so I know. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to see. And this is going on for six months, right? Six months. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to see how it. Ends. I do. I sort of feel like this is like setting me up a little bit because you know what? If if people feel like I'm 
doing really well now. How much better am I going to have to get by the end of six months? (laughs) I would totally feel that way if I were you. I mean, yeah. So I'm sure it'll be great. But also, I'm happy to say I don't care, which feels revolutionary. Wow. Good for you. You're not attached to the outcome of this. I am not attached attached to the outcome. Because I really, like, I want to learn this skill but really, I want to learn how to learn this way, and I want to learn. Um, I want to learn how to develop a practice and consistency, and um, I want to. I've never really been good at practice or rehearsal or um, really putting a lot of regular, ongoing effort into something. And um, I'm sorry, so, I have to interrupt you. You trained for four marathons. And I know you had regular practice with that. Yeah, but somehow that felt different. Because okay. it was just, it wasn't like I had to learn anything. I just had to get my body used to going further. <laughs> if that makes any sense. I mean, you do sort of have to learn that it is possible for you to run 26.2 miles. Um, but, uh, like I didn't, you know, I'd go out yeah. and I'd do my runs, but it wasn't like there was anything really to learn. Right. You were I building just had your to endurance, like, not your talent. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But it was a regular practice that was admirable. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have interrupted you. You were on a roll. I just couldn't. I don't, I, it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> oh, but oh, oh, so I, I, that is the my goals were to come out of this, knowing how to put regular time into something, um, sort of regardless of the outcome. Mm-hmm. And um, to to just get comfortable with that as opposed to being more of a fixed mindset where, you know, this is how I am naturally. There's only so much I can do mm-hmm. and really accepting this idea that, um, I can learn something and in, you know, make improvements and, you know, do, make change my ability to do something or not do something. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. And it's wonderful that social media is supporting that. Yes. It's really cool. That, I mean, if you'd done this 20 years ago, you wouldn't have had the ability to share like that. Or right. 15 years ago. Um, right. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be photocopying stuff and mailing it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, isn't that funny to think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, with my social media for my business, which I uh, have struggled with for uh, about a year ago, I flirted with hiring a social media consultant. I tried her out for, I think it was a a month. She did a perfectly nice job, but it didn't feel, uh, it just didn't feel right to me. So what I ended Mm -hmm. up doing was creating a, setting a goal of sending out two social media updates a day, have them be... um, um, like organic, you know, just oh, whatever right. I'm thinking about or I'm sharing something or whatever, unplanned. Um, and if I do that, then I feel satisfied. And that's mm-hmm. completely just my own 
I know I'm not measuring anything. <laughs> there's nothing behind that call <laughs> in terms of knowing that it, it's the right thing to do. It's just what feels yeah. right to me. And in fact, there are many days where I don't manage to do that. Uh, not uh, never mind that I am on Facebook every day because right. uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, I might post, you know, on my personal account. Th mm -hmm. That doesn't count because it's not trying to further my business. Um, so that's been really nice. I set the bar what felt pretty low, and I gave myself permission to not even reach that, and I'm and I'm happy. Well, and the and the great thing to recognize about a goal like that is, whatever you do is better than nothing. Right. Yeah. And so it's more than you were doing. Right. Exactly. I mean, there was a time where I, I used where I was using a, you know a. A service. I was paying for a service that allowed me to schedule things and recycle mm -hmm. them and so forth. And I felt really good when I just stopped doing that. Oh, I, I, really? I wasn't enjoying. I wasn't. I don't know. I wasn't um, present with that. It, I wasn't right. present in the sharing, and um, it may have been good for analytics. I don't know, but uh, it feels better to be, it feels more authentic to me to be I was gonna uh, posted say, in real time. It sounds like there, there's a element of authenticity that was missing Yeah, that's important. Yeah. Yep, so. Yeah. So I think that's good to, to recognize um, and to keep reminding ourselves why we're involved with social media to begin with. You know, mm -hmm. back to our yeah. to our regular refrain um, right. of you know why is it important to you? What's your purpose in being there? I mean, if you if you think your purpose in being there is to compare yourself to other people and feel bad about it, you know that's that seems sad. But that's what that's how most people spend their time on social media. Or. Yeah, or feeling bad. I suppose you're right. However, if your purpose is to read, I mean, to watch interspecies videos, <laughs> uh, go in a cat playing together, yeah. I mean, then you're, if you follow the, me, you're going to see them. <laughs> <laughs> Send me a friend request. You'll see them. Because um, <laughs> there really is a lot of joy in that. Uh, yeah. And it does. I, I don't. I, I just want to make it clear that really, mostly it's dog videos. I don't. It, some cat videos, mostly dog videos. Some interspecies videos. Yeah. Although, didn't didn't you post the cat patty cake video? Oh my god! Isn't that originally? The greatest? Yeah. I love. Not, that I mean, not originally, video. but yeah. Between no, the two know, of us, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I video. you yeah. you posted it for me to see. Yikes! Ah. Uh, yeah, and I think we it's in the show notes of an episode, but I don't know which one because we do love it so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's a cat uh, video of a cat that was, have you seen the one? The cat's on a golf course lying next to the hole and the and the putting green. Or the oh, green. yeah. And it keeps <laughs> attacking the ball and not letting it go in the, in the ball. Right. In the hole. Love that. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, it seems like a lot of people I talk to find social media stressful, yet don't want to walk away from it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, figuring out 
what you want out of it and then being almost ruthless about just having that experience there and removing everything that takes away from that experience um, lets you step away from you know the feelings of of perfectionism that might come up about um, you know trying to get it right about trying to meet other people's standards you know all of those yep. things that make it not fun right I think that's that, I think that's great taking a proactive approach to your social media curating your social media feed to the extent that you're allowed by letting go of those people or companies or whatever who aren't making you happy is something yeah. that's not hard to do and something many of us don't think about doing, I think. Or I mean, I don't know. Right. I, I don't know. I don't talk about this with a lot of people, but I know I don't think about doing it much. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And then also, you know, uh, as you said, thinking about why you're on social media and let that um, determine how you curate your feed and also how you participate, how you, what you're putting out there. Yes. Yeah. And I think allow yourself to have the experience you want to have, not the experience you think you should be having or not the experience you think other people are having, but like what, you know, cause social media can really fill you up in a nice way. And so to, to allow it to do that, to, to, to set yourself up so that that's the experience you have is, can be really wonderful. Yeah. I like the way you said social media can fill you up. That's inter- that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So how about you, our listeners? What do you like about social media? What feels difficult to you about social media? Um, you can let us know at uh, gettingtogoodenough.com in the show notes. You can leave us a message at 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843. Or you can uh, connect with us on social media. <laughs> We're on Twitter at GTGNF. We're on uh, Instagram at Getting to Good Enough. And we're on Facebook uh, at Getting to Good Enough. Um, but for now, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that Good Enough is getting easier for you. curate my social media feeds yeah i think you should and also look for interspecies videos ah and then you must <laughs> tag me on tag me on them when you share okay <laughs>